Monster Mythos Network. Hello and welcome to the Goth and Nerd Podcast, music podcast. I am your one of your hosts, Chelsea Andrews, and this is... Your other host, Nick Casino. Good work, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was my first intro and I was very nervous, but I'm glad that I got that down. After last week's episode, how could you ever be nervous on a podcast ever again? I know, I got real deep. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I listened back to that and I'm just like, ooh, this was an intense one. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, <laughs> no, no, completely fine. I mean, that's kind of what like music is about. But yeah. Starting off strong and heavy. <laughs> that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So last week it was me that uh, graced your ears with some music from my childhood or teenagehood that I wanted to talk about. And this week, we are going to be listening to Nick's album selection, which is... Uh, Sleep Tokens, uh, This Will Become Your Tomb. Which I said it wrong last week because I listened back and I'm like, fuck, I fucked up the title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, I mean, it's a long title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hold on. I have notes. I did research. So, God knows I have nothing else to do in my day. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, this uh, this place will become your tomb is the name of the album. So uh, it came out last year um, at the time of recording. You, when you listen to this, it will be in the past. But it's uh, it came out September 24th of last year. So so this is very, very different than your la- than than yours last week where you have like this deep tie. I just uh, I think this uh, this album slaps. As the kids <laughs> say. So that's why I, I chose it. This is just neat. Yeah. <laughs> And it's also something very different. I'm very excited because I was listening to the album before, uh, like earlier in the day while I was like doing other shit. And I'm just like, I'm really excited to know what Chelsea thinks of this album. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it is a, um, so here's the thing. Sleep Token is a very, very weird, can't even call them band. They prefer to call themselves a collective um, because there's only one real member of the band. We don't know his name. He goes by Vessel. And the rest of the musicians are rotating musicians, kind of like Ghost. I was just going to say, this is giving me big Ghost vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Not that there's anything wrong with that, but... Yeah. But like I said, they consider themselves a collective. They don't consider themselves a, ban- a band. Um, Vessel has done one interview since 2016, whenever they just came out. They just kind of dropped the music. Um, and like their first album was a collection of like, they just kind of trickled in a bunch of singles and then combined them into their first album, which is called uh, Sun Sundowner, I think it is. Uh, this is their second album. This is their sophomore album. Uh, this, place will, this place will become your tomb. I'm just saying it over and over again since I fucked it up. So, um, but I have some like interesting quotes that I, the, 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 the few quotes that I have actually found um, from uh, from Vessel, um, but also on top of that, there's a lore behind the band. Um, so they wish to remain name, uh, um, nameless and anonymous, and the whole uh, members of Sleep Token are masked anonymous collective uh, of unknown musicians said to be united for their worship of the ancient deity identified to them as Sleep, uh, who appeared to the band's lead singer Vessel in a dream. 
So that's the background of Sleep Token. They're kind of like the whole thing is they're a cult and they do all this stuff in the worship of sleep. Okay. Yeah. Is it like a like a real cult like Jared Leto? No. Okay. No, no. no not like a Jared, so, Jared Leto. So it's just like like a story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's completely lore. No, okay. it is not like Jared Leto. <laughs> I realized like I was like, oh, yeah, Jared Leto does have a cult. I probably should specify. And I mean, his his uh, his cult kind of started off as a, a joke in lore, too. So please, yeah, please don't do that sleep token. Well, based off of these quotes, <laughs> I do not think this is going to happen. So okay. these are the only two quotes I could find from Vessel. So Vessel did one interview with Louder. That's it. He did in 2017. He refuses to do any other um, um, interviews. And then on top of that, like, he's masked in all of the videos. So much so, they keep their identities so much uh, so secret is that they paint themselves black. So you don't actually know, like, the race of the people who are uh, in the band on top of that. Or have, like, any identifiable tattoos or markings or whatever. Yeah. So the, the, uh, the, this is from the louder article that I found. And this is all, this, this is the most that, uh, I have found that vessel has ever said any, uh, said anything sleep, a mysterious deity whose, uh, roots, uh, stretch back centuries. Um, we have gotten here, uh, um, how we got in here. Cause it, uh, vessel was asked how they became a band and everything like that. And how we got here is, uh, irrelevant as we are. Uh, what matters is that, uh, the music and the message. Uh, we are here to serve sleep and his, pro- uh, and project his message. And then the other quote I had, uh, I found was, uh, when, uh, when we asked, uh, this is louder. When we asked why they wished to remain anonymous, Vessel turned the conversation towards what he thought was truly important. The art itself. Our identities are unimportant. He said, the music is marked, uh, on who is or isn't in the band. Uh, it's pushed, uh, prodded and molded into something that uh, something it isn't vessel endeavors uh to keep the focus on his uh offerings very interesting yeah so mm-hmm. i i and then okay and to give you so i, I got this off of wikipedia the, the, the genres just to give you an idea of what you're in for for this episode uh they are quali- uh, um um genre under uh alternative metal progressive metal post metal gent Indie pop, art pop, ambient, experimental, I would also say art metal, uh, and a little bit of R&B. That's a lot of things that I like all mixed <laughs> into one. Yeah. So it is very weird. Um, I found this band because uh, uh, I'll watch them. Um, are you familiar with the YouTube channel, uh, Punk Robert, uh, NBA? Yes. Okay. He did a uh, episode on um, gimmick bands, and he mentioned Sleep Token. That was the first time I ever heard Sleep Token. The fan base is a little much, but uh, <laughs> as, as they can be sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but he um, he posted he because of you know YouTube and everything like that. He only had like five five to ten seconds of music, and it was the part from Alkaline, which is on this album, uh, and. Uh, Oh boy, that song slaps. Uh, <laughs> well, we're 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 gonna get into that because the lyrics on that fucking song are great. And I was just like, I need to find this. So I just like searched everything, and I eventually found it was Alkali. Uh, but yeah, so I started listening to. I don't like Sundowner as much their their first album as this one, but like this one is ooh, yeah, very good. Very, in- I'm very excited. This sounds really really different and interesting. Like I said, I am getting like a lot of ghost vibes, but like less 
showy than ghost. Yeah, you you get the imp- the impression that I've gotten as like vessel because that's all we can call him. Vessel the is that I got is that he the impression I get is that he does not like kind of like the TikTok kind of aspect of music now where like what what you look like matters just as much as like uh, the music. So I think he's trying to take that away and just have people focus on the music. But if you just do that, then you look like a weirdo. But if you put a story, you're a creative weirdo. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because like uh, there are a lot of bands out there, like especially like, you know, I mean, obviously I'm using like male, all male bands uh, as like a, an example that like a lot of people like, like the pretty boys, like the, uh, the band full of pretty boys that just so happen to be like good musicians. And I don't know if that just like happens or if it was like, if it's like constructed that way sometimes, but then like it, it does get when you have very attractive people in a band of any gender things do tend to start focusing more on their appearance than the music sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, there's that, 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 uh, in the early 2010s where we had the boy bands with breakdowns movement (laughs) where all the, 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 I guess post hardcore post metalcore because they're not the, the, the early 2000s post metalcore guys, they all started making, uh, music and they were all very pretty boys and they just had, Black Veil Brides. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not, they're not metal at all. Uh, I don't, maybe their first album, but yeah, that, I mean, that's a big reason why they got popular. Not completely, but, and I'm saying this as a Black Veil Brides fan. She is wearing a shirt. Yeah. She's <laughs> actually wearing a Black Veil Brides shirt, but that is like a really big thing that like I get from, uh, you know, being a Black Veil Brides fan. It's just like, oh, you just like them because they're cute. No. Yes. No. They drew me in because they're cute. I stayed for the music. Yes, exactly. Like, it's not my fault that musicians are generally attractive. And as I was saying before, it seems like it is by design in this day and age. So the really roundabout way of saying yes, I agree. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very, like, it's very focused. There's, like, two videos where Vessel is not in um, makeup uh, or uh, with his mask. Because he has, like, I'll show you after we're done. He has, like, this very elaborate mask. And um, he also doesn't talk on stage. I Like, you you can find their their shows on YouTube very easily. Like, they record them and, like, they don't seem to give a shit if anyone puts their stuff up. Uh, and he does not talk. And like, if anyone like gives any adulation or anything, he acknowledges it, but he acknowledges it in, in character. So he'll just like, if someone screams, you know, like we love you, he just turns and he slowly nods and then goes back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's completely in character. It's, it's, it's really nuts. Like they're coming to town, but they're coming to town. They're opening for in this moment. And I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know if I want to uh, see them open. Is that is that what that show is for? I've actually been getting. I was gonna mention that I've been getting ads for them uh-huh. coming soon, but yeah. I didn't think it was in this moment that they were opening for. They're opening. Uh, uh, in this moment is the headliner, and they're not even direct support. They're like the like. There's them. Then there's a direct in this moment a direct support, and then like Sleep Token, and then like another band. Oh, yeah. 
So I don't know if I want to see Sleep, sleep Token for the first time that way. I don't know. I'll talk to Jules because Jules also really likes Sleep Token. I mean, if you like, if you like the the direct support, you could always leave before in this moment, which is what I would suggest to. I don't dislike in this moment, but it's like they're not my thing. You know what I mean? I don't like. I mean. I, I like some of their music, but I don't like the live show. And I, I'm not going to get into that on the internet I, on a podcast. But I just, I've, I've seen them a couple times and I'm just not a fan of their live show. I'll like, you know, rock out to blood and horror every now and then. But um, aside from that, meh. So I don't, I don't blame you for not wanting to go. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So this is very... Oh, something I forgot to mention last week. It is in the notes of last week's episode. But the geek, the Goth and Nerd podcast is a podcast of critical... Um, is a, uh, a critic of uh, music. Therefore, all the music that we play is under fair use. Forgot to mention that last week, and I remembered, like, while you were getting, like, deep into it, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to interrupt this. I'll just put it in the notes. But, yes. <laughs> All the music that we are playing is all under fair use because we're giving critical analysis of it. And that goes for everything on this podcast. But I'm going to say it every fucking episode because that's the world we live in. So Disclaimer. Um, yeah. So like I said, this is going to be a lot of lyric stuff because the lyrics, oh boy, uh, very good lyrics. But the first uh, song we're going to be playing is called Atlantic. I know you weren't expecting an intro from a song album I pick like this. No. <laughs> At least not for your first pick. So I'm pretty sure this song is about addiction. I love that line. Crumble like a temple built from future daughters. This song isn't even like... Honestly, like I would not have put this as an opener. Because the rest of this album is so much better than this song. Like This song is good, but the rest of the album is so much better. This was one of those albums that like it took me a while to like start listening to the whole album as opposed to like the two songs that I really liked off of it which we'll get to because uh, there is a there's a three uh, three um, song streak that I call Murderer's Row on this album because oh. it's so fucking good I like that I like that uh, <laughs> I like that analogy And this one doesn't really integrate, like, the whole metal aspect of their... Because, like, they the way that they use metal is so fucking weird. Like, they use it perfectly, but, like, just the way that, like, it will just come out of nowhere. This is just, like, a very slow, like, ease you into the album. It's, like, one of those things, too, where, you like, you, you, you play this and you, like, look at the title and you go, Huh. You sure this is the title of this album? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
This is also one of the few songs that doesn't have a chorus, really. Because their chorus is slap. Here's where the ambience comes in. <laughs> <laughs> this does sound like something from like a futuristic sci-fi movie. Mm -hmm. They also do this thing where like all of their oh, they're, they're, oh I forgot that this part gets heavy, but uh, they they do this thing where like a lot of like uh, stuff is written in different languages from different um, religions, just kind of adding to the fact that like sleep is this ancient deity that like is beyond everything like our understanding sort of thing. So like they'll use like Hindi and they'll use like Spanish and shit like that and just in the same like design. I also find it interesting that this outro is kind of gospel-esque. I mean, I can kind of, like, based on, like, you know, the whole worshipping the deity of sleep, and it says, don't wake me up, don't wake me up, <laughs> that I can, I can kind of understand, like, the gospel behind yeah. that. That's the fur, that's Atlantic. So Chelsea, my friend, what do you uh, so far? What do you think? That was pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one was definitely really chill and, and melodic. But I liked it. It was really. It was really pretty. I, I don't know if I should use the word pretty, but I thought it was pretty. Like, it, it, I mean, it is. But we're now we're getting into like the main thing, which I. So, like, there are Discord servers devoted to people trying to decipher the lyrics in regards to the story. I'm not part of any of those Discord uh, servers. Maybe I should be. But uh, one of the underlying themes, and I mentioned this last week, was um, whenever I get the preview for this, that Sleep writes a lot of love songs. There's a lot of love songs. Like, the majority of this album are love songs in some way or another. And this is kind of the first one, which is Hypnotize. Uh, and uh, Hypnotize is uh, going to be... It, it, it picks up a lot quicker than... Uh, fucking ad. Why are you here, ad? We have the lyrics up, and there's an ad over the lyrics. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> starting off strong. Yeah.
His voice reminds me of another vocalist that I like cannot put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of did the same thing where I'm just like, he sounds familiar. This is like I said, we're starting with the love song sort of thing because, like, this to me it seems very like kind of kinky love. <laughs> yeah, I can see it coming up in verse two where yeah. you would get that. So this is what I was talking about where the way that they use like the heaviness is like kind of perfect. It's like just where it needs to be and like not like overwhelming. Yeah. I'm making a note of something uh, just to talk about later in regards to this guy's voice. I, th I think I may have placed where I think I think his voice is from. Uh -huh. And it's like this really obscure band, but I'm going to keep listening to this song before I like make that make that connection. The, the same article that I was quoting from, they uh, they interviewed um, lead singer of Emperor. I can't remember his name, but he uh, Ishan. That's it, yeah. And he was talking about how much he loves sleep because he's like it reminds him of like the early days of black metal, where it's just like yeah, we were wearing masks so everyone knew that we weren't t uh, uh, dumb kids. And he's like he just really likes like the R and B um, production value of their stuff. It has such like a, like it's so atmospheric. Yeah, I don't I don't listen to a lot of black metal, but I do kind of get like a, you know much like toned down black metal vibes with like the the not musical term like beat tone whatever cadence something like that <laughs> reminds me of black metal without you know the obviously like heaviness of black metal so this part is fairly heavy yeah that's why i was like <laughs> gotta finish up my thought <laughs> <laughs> and then also the very gothy vibes with the synths i love me some synths
I think there's a video for this song. They're kind of all like they're they're kind of like Rammstein, where they they uh, they kind of make videos. Just they don't really release singles. They have singles, but like they just kind of make videos for whatever they feel like making. Rammstein is definitely like. <laughs> Their videos are infamous. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they make all their videos like months and months. Like I'm pretty sure they finish the album and they just start making the videos. Probably. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I I really like that. I like the um. I lo- I love the synths, obviously. Um, and I I do like the little bits of accent of like the heaviness, and. I was kind of talking through it, but I did hear him scream for a minute. Yeah. He screams on a couple songs. Okay. He uses so his screams very well. Um, yeah. It, it, he seems to use it just to, like, to accent something. Um, so it, there is still, like, metal. It's like it's this weird thing where it's just like, this isn't metal. I'm like, well, it kind of is. <laughs> there, are, there are lots of way. There are lots of metal out there. <laughs> So uh, the next song, again, kind of going with the whole love song, like motif through the whole album. This one's called Mine. And just very different. This is a little bit more like uh, Atlantic. I can hear the R&B in this one a Mm -hmm. lot. Like this, this is something that I feel like, at least for at this moment, could hear on like a pop radio station. Mm hmm. Which is in no way a, like a bad criticism, just an observation. Mm-hmm. But this is also like a lot of their songs start off very slow. They remind me a lot of Deftones, where a lot of their songs will start off very slow and then they just kind of punch you in the face. It's just such a good like build up because if if you really listen to it, you can hear they're they're seeding this part throughout that entire first verse, and it it's really well done. I love the the harshness and the softness of those two like conflicting like mm-hmm. sounds. And then like the thing that I also like too is that like that really like great like musical interlude there's still elements of it now in the second verse. So it's just constantly keep building. Oh, I forgot to mention they're British. So that's why the lyrics are spelled uh, with use. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly actually didn't even notice that the internet has, has just blended in. The, the use and colors and stuff. <laughs> I 
this is just so pretty. Yeah. I'm sorry I keep using that word, but it is it's just very pretty. I mean he they, they do a really great job of like creating this atmosphere. Which mm-hmm. like it reminds it's like it, there's there's like it's like it's not goth, but it's taking the concept of goth and putting it into like a different genre. Mm-hmm. And, like, so far, like, this is kind of stuff that, like, you could, like, have playing on in the background, like, at a, like, a a gathering, and it's, like, not gonna, like, overwhelm the gathering so far. (laughs) I can see you giving me that look, like, just wait for it. There's nothing super duper heavy, but it, it, like, like I said, like, there's a lot of lyrics in this, but, like, not yet. Like, when we get to the murderer's row, that's whenever he kind of flexes his lyrical muscles, um... Like, right now, it's just kind of setting the stage, and you're just kind of, like, it's kind of easing you in. Like, this album flows incredibly well. Like, it's almost an hour long, and, like, I will, before I know it, like, I'm listening to Missing Limbs, which is the last song, and I'm like, what the fuck happened to the fucking album? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's soft and sweet, like, how they initially get you into a cult. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't, like I said, I haven't listened to Sundowner that much, or Sundowning, Sundowning, I think it is, um, that much. Like I said, it didn't connect with me like this did. I also like this because this could be like a first dance at a wedding. Yeah, I could see that. Someone's got weddings on their mind. <laughs> it's like I'm doing I'm planning one right now or something. <laughs> it's long over by the time you're listening to this, but I'm in the middle of getting married. Today I had to apply for the marriage license. That was a pain in the fucking dick. Cuz you have to put like your parents, like both of our parents in there, and I'm just like, "Why? Why do you need to know what our parents' names are? We're the ones getting married." <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, you can get a video conference, which I was like, okay, because I, I don't know why. I guess they need to see us or something like that. I, uh, but you can do a video conference because that started with COVID. And I was like, okay, we'll do that. And then you have to call for the appointment or email. So I did both because I got, ended up having to leave a message. And, I just, and like, the, the voice message uh, for, for the, uh, the, the, the Department of uh, Marriage License and Passports in Pittsburgh, or Allegheny County, I should say, Oh my god, that woman sounds like she hates her life. Like the woman who just leaves it, I was just like, oh. And it, it's like a minute and a half long message before you can actually like leave what you need to leave. But that being said... That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> uh, so mine. Like, like I said, again, this is... We're kind of just... I, wouldn't, I don't want to say going through the motions, but like, you'll see. Because it starts to, it, it picks up a little bit later. But, like, I, I am curious, what did you think of that? Oh, I liked it. I liked it, too. Sorry, I didn't mean to yawn. But I really am I boring did. you, Chelsea? No. <laughs> no, I just also could use a, a, a visit from sleep. It feels so grace me with his presence. <laughs> I will gladly become a part of your cult if it means no more insomnia. Fair. <laughs> so this next song, uh, like that, I just describe this song as sexy. Like, there's no better way to describe it than sexy, and you'll you'll understand even like the lyrical content and everything. It just like it it, it it's this is this goes on a sex playlist. 
This is very R&B. I love that line, too. Trapped under the surface of your words, there is a new intention. Yeah, these are some very, very sexy lyrics. (laughs) If this song is not about fucking, I don't know what it's about. (laughs) Especially, like, a title with like that. That's spicy. (laughs) Just to provoke my combat, new weapons to snap those final strings. I see, I see you, sweet token. Yeah, there's no way that this song isn't about fucking. <laughs> Absolutely no way. Especially because, like, the chorus kind of gets, like, kinky sexy, like, as it goes along, too, just the way that he delivers it. again using the metal like the heavy comes in just like to accent everything that's also a fucking great line fall into your eyes like a grave mm-hmm. I was thinking that as well bury me to the sound of your name This would be a good pole dancing song. Yeah. And then all your pain. like this at the end too I, I kind of figured you would it's yeah. very like it, it reminds me of like you know growling and like tooth and nails and mm-hmm. you know <laughs> you know getting kind of rough <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do. I like that one a lot. I think that one might be my favorite so far. Oh, just wait. We're about to get into the murderer's row. Oh, is this this what I've been waiting for? Yeah, these next three songs are my favorite by far. So something that you need to know about me, Chelsea, and I posted this in our wedding Discord because Chelsea is part of our wedding. um, I'm the flower babe. She is the flower babe. (laughs) She's the flower babe because uh, 
Whenever we were asking everyone to be in our uh, wedding, uh, uh, Chelsea was, we weren't as good of friends with Chelsea. And then in the subsequent two years, we became very good friends with Chelsea. <laughs> and we just kept forgetting that she was in the wedding. So we're like, you get to be the flower babe. <laughs> and it is babe because it feels weird calling her flower girl. And flower woman sounds even weirder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm normally not the biggest fan of the word babe, but it worked really well with flower babe. And I wouldn't have been able to think of any other better way to say it so but, i am very happily and proudly the flower babe so that being said i impose this in our wedding discord because we have a music uh chat in, in in our wedding discord and um something you need to know about me especially doing a music podcast with me i'm a sucker for a love song i'm a ginormous sucker for a love song i had no idea <laughs> I had no idea with how much you love him. I just could not, <laughs> could not even fathom that you love a good love song. And <laughs> no hate. I also love a good love song, and I also love him. Of course, yeah. But <laughs> but that being said, this next song is called "The Love You Want," and it's a fantastic love song. It has some some amazing lyrics in it, and just the whole. This next line, I love this next line. So I'll find a different harbor to lay my anchor in. Great line. This chorus. That is so cute and sweet, and I don't mean that in like a patronizing way at all. I want to just make sure that no one thinks that was sarcasm. That mm-hmm. was very, very sweet, very sweet lyrics. This this next verse is so so many great lyrics. This this I love this next line so much. Too many swallow keys will make you bleed internally someday. I was just like, that's such a good fucking lyric. That is, but, but, like, oof, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and the chorus builds. just so sweet <laughs> I, yeah I, I just think it's such a beautiful like because like unrequited love 
in the age of the internet is fucking creepy at this point, but like it's a good unrequited love song, which you don't really get very often. But yeah, like the in case you didn't hear the lyrics for the chorus, it's I'm still full of the love you want, still waiting, uh, uh, still waking uh, re- beneath it all, and I'm still full of the love you want. I'll reach up, uh, reach for you on faith alone. I just think that's such a beautiful like sentiment. I think it is too. Like, especially that I reach for you on faith alone. Like, but that that line really did get me. <laughs> It's it's such a beautiful like sweet thing and it just like he he synthesized it so perfectly. The video for this is fucking fantastic because it's it's vessel in like this red forest and he just like pulls this tag and then he encounters I'm summarizing grandma he encounters like these um, dancers and they do a dance to the chorus like perfect like when it, I don't know what the term is dance wise but it's like whenever they're uh, complete, perfectly in sync with like every beat of the uh, music it just it, it works so fucking well and then it turns into a fight scene nice yeah I don't know what the now keep the freak show talk to a careful minimum means um I was thinking originally like dirty talk oh yeah, yeah. that's I what that. I was thinking I see that So that was that was one of the songs I encountered when I was looking for Alkaline, and it kind of sidetracked me because I couldn't find Alkaline. I, I wanted to find Alkaline. I didn't know that I was find, looking for Alkaline because I had no fucking idea what the name of the song was. But uh, that was one of the, and like this, like I said, this sidetracked me for a while because I was just like, this is a really fucking good love song. I know it is. It really is. Like it's so pretty. Like I'm actually probably gonna go and listen to this a lot on my way home tonight, <laughs> and at work tomorrow but I, I i i really do like that i like that song a lot so i the, can see it being captions for my for my <laughs> for my instagram pictures <laughs> <laughs> gotta stop using motionless and white lyrics actually <laughs> oh just wait there's even more there's even more <laughs> lyrics like because these next three songs so the love that you want fall for me and alkali are all next to each other in, on the album all three of them are amazing love songs Fall for me is very unique because it's a cappella. It's the only a cappella song on um, on this album. And Juliana, whenever she heard it, uh, there was the one song um, that, that was, they only used part of the song. She would know it off the top of her head, but they only used the, the that "What do you want?" that 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 was like very popular, like seven years ago they would only use what do you say if you know what i'm talking about they would just use that part of it it reminded she said it reminded her of that i know i'm doing a horrible job explaining this <laughs> I, I was gonna say i might i might know it when i hear it yeah. but as of right now i'm like that's a lot of songs <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was trying there's auto-tuning on it so i can't like hit it just exactly the same but so, what do you mean you can't make your voice sound like auto-tune I know. I've, I've, I've yet to be able to get there. So uh, the next, like I said, the next song is uh, Fall For Me. It's acapella, and it's, it is hauntingly beautiful. There's a lot of great um, imagery, lyrical imagery in this song, too. Just 
Obviously not in the style of he's singing in, but the lyrics kind of are giving me like black metal vibes. Maybe it's the burning cathedrals. Probably. (laughs) And this is also like such a great song, like after the love that you want, because it just like, it's also like really good like unrequited love but like in like the romantic gothic sense not in like the night our nice guy sense i figured i was reading the lyrics i figured you would feel that one yeah (laughs) the the lyric is my insecurities surround me like a lion uh, like lions in the den and then the next one is, and I feel like I'm losing touch with what I am again. So that is such great storytelling right there, because the lyric is, I never think of you in this screaming silence. And then he screams, oh, God, I wish you were here. Like the songs are such good storytelling inside the the inside. It just it th- that's one of the things that appeals to me so much about this band, especially at least this album, because I feel like they just nailed it so well. Yeah, I I really love that. Won't you fall for me from reality to the rhythm of eternity? Won't you fall for me? Like that's so that's so pretty. Everything is so pretty. I wasn't expecting <laughs> I wasn't expecting to listen to such a pretty band. I'm not complaining. But yeah, this is not what I expected at all. I mean, I, I feel like if you ju- if you were to just tell someone uh, it's Sleep Token and the 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 album's called this uh, this place will become your tomb, you're you're expecting something. I, I was definitely <laughs> expecting more, and there's <laughs> so far there is none. I mean, there has been like some, but not like what I was expecting. Like mm-hmm. I was definitely kind of expecting, especially with the lineup that I've been seeing advertised to me. Mm-hmm. Which I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I'm going to look it up eventually. Uh, but uh, yeah, not this is not what I was expecting. I am, but I am pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. So next we have Alkaline, which I cannot stress to you how much I fucking love this song. I've been looking for. I've been. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this song since we started because you you went on a quest uh-huh. for for it and. The best songs always end or start with a quest to find them. So the lyric, we, I, I might spend some time like before we get into like the next because the next song is like kind of run of the mill. It's it's okay. The song after it, I'm like you should have put that after Alkali because it's a fucking amazing song. But like we might have to go into lyrics because the lyrics are just so fucking good, and it just uh, I okay. I, I no more talking up. We're gonna we're gonna go into it. And the way this song builds up is so fucking perfect. 
I love this because it's a love song with scientific imagery. Mm-hmm. I like the sound of this starting up. And just the way they build up is so good. That second verse is so fucking fantastic. Like, I, that was one of those things that's like, I must memorize this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the chorus, too. But yeah, that, that second verse is, is incredible. Oh, we're going to go into it, everybody. I just, yeah, but like, the way that this song just, you just want more of it. Chelsea's just shaking her head and nodding her head like, yes, yes. I made the bass face, too. (laughs) I'm not sure if Nick could see that, like, over the microphone, but I did was like, "Mm, yes. (laughs) And again, this is, like, such a good example of, like, whenever they use metal properly. And just, like, it just so accented. Because, like, whenever you hear this song, because I didn't, whenever I was looking for this, I was looking for the chorus because that was the part that he played. So, like, whenever it started out super slow like that, I was just like, oh, this isn't it. This isn't the song. So I ended up just, like, sitting through it and everything. But that, okay, I have to talk about the second verse. Because this second verse is a fucking just... Masterpiece. Uh, it's a masterpiece of lyric uh, of, of, of words and lyrics. So the second verse is, Ooh, let's talk about chemistry, because I'm dying to melt through to the heart of her molecules till her particles part like holy water. If anything, she's an undiscovered element, either born in hell or heaven sent. Either way, I'm into it. That is such a good fucking line. It really is. I, I, that, all of that is so clever with, like you said, like the, the love song with the scientific elements in it. And then just like really cool twists on words. It's, it's a really, really good verse. <laughs> Whenever I played this song for Juliana, uh, I was just like, 
read these lyrics. And I played it and it was like, when we got to the either born in hell or heaven sent, either way I'm into it. She was just like, oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because like that is like very much like the the, the kind of women that both Juliana and I find attractive. Yes, my my wife is bi. The, uh, the, the, The same kind of women that we find attractive, those are the kind of women that we are like into <laughs> is like either born in hell or heaven sent either way I'm into it and I mean to be fair that's also Juliana but it's just like it, it, it's so uh, god I fucking love it so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah I definitely I, I definitely got that because um, I also similarly have that same taste in people <laughs> so I was just like oh yeah this is this is this is right up my alley also, I I am I'm a d- underneath all of my cynicism. I am a hopeless romantic, so all of this stuff is like right up my alley. <laughs> that was what because I know that about you, so I knew that I was like Chelsea's going to fucking love this album. Like there was like part of me was like, don't you dare listen to this without me. But I was just like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. With, like so, like I, I was very glad that like we we could experience this song at the same time. Oh, so that's why when we were like going over things, I was like, oh, do you like when we are like doing stuff like an album that neither one of us. Or the other hasn't heard before do you want to like listen to it like beforehand so we know what we're going to talk about and you were like no (laughs) pretty much yes (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) this was the album i had in mind (laughs) you were absolutely not going to listen to this album without me no i'm glad i'm i'm really glad that that we're listening like you're showing me this because i i really like it and um i'm not sure if like I didn't have like the lyrics and stuff up with me. I would probably would probably might be in like the wrong state of mind to be like, this isn't heavy enough <laughs> and like, just, like stop listening to it. But like, I, I really am enjoying it and like, you know, reading the lyrics and seeing how pretty they are. And, and honestly, just like the, how different, it is like I haven't heard anything like this before like Mm -hmm. it's so it's so innovative and innovative and creative mixing so many different kinds like genres of music and not just like you know sub genres like taking art pop and R&B and throwing metal in it like that's really fucking cool yeah yeah like I said because when I was describing them to you before I'm just like I it's kind of hard, like, yeah, they're alternative metal, and yeah, they have some gent in them, and yeah, they got some art metal and some art pop, but there's also experimental in there, and there's some ambience. Um, you just kind of have to listen to them, <laughs> which is, I feel like is kind of like a really good uh, album for our podcast, because like, if we were to just talk about this, people would just be like, yeah, cool, Nick. Yeah, great. Glad you glad you picked that. But like hearing how they how the music works with the lyrics, because like those last three songs kind of tell a story because it's kind of like uh, like Love You One is meeting that person and they're not seemingly into you. And then you're just like, but like, I can wait for you. Like. Not in a creepy way, okay? <laughs> I know I know. unrequited love on the, in the days of the internet. Not great. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> um, but th- this is kind of more like in the unrequited love in like a chivalrous kind of way. And then uh, um, Fall For Me is just kind of like 
getting to that point where like we're kind of on the cusp i think you're falling for me i think you're into me and then alkali is like no she's into me and i am so fucking into her sort of thing and like it's so much so that like i think alkali has that lyrical content where it's like what a good relationship is supposed to do it is supposed to change you but it's supposed to change you for the better it's not supposed to change you for the worse and just like the 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 admiration and like the the whole like almost like like the romantic uh, movement, literary movement, where like the romantic literary movement spent a lot of time like worshiping nature and everything like that, and sometimes women in that. Um, that that's what goth was like a uh, response to was mm-hmm. was the romance movement, um, gothic literature. Sorry, um, and like it, it kind of is in that vein where like alkaline is like the twenty first century version of like a romantic poem, uh, a, a romantic movement poem of a woman. Yeah, it, I I completely agree. And like to add on what you said earlier about like a good relationship is supposed to change you but like for the better. Um I can't remember if it was Alkaline or another song where he says um but I am altered. Yeah, it's Alkaline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like that and and not in like a bad way, like cuz you know sometimes when you meet somebody and they have like a really deep profound effect on your life you can tell that right away sometimes and like to say like oh like meeting you now i'm altered but in like a much prettier way yeah the the (laughs) lyric is the first verse every once in a while something changes and she's changing me it's too late for me now i am altered and there's something uh beneath uh yeah so there's something beneath i tend to skip words when i read but yeah so i got that right but yeah like that that's the lyric and i was just yeah perfectly Uh, like it's such a great I just love this song so very much. It's like one of the uh, one of the one of the things I've been listening to a lot this year is like I've been listening to I I, I will literally just keep putting I, I will put love you want uh, fall for me and like alkaline on repeat and just listen to those three like over and over again. No disrespect to the rest of the album, but like who. <laughs> we, we 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 you can't help but have your favorites on an album yeah like i think i think we all do that and maybe at some point that'll rotate to like a different song or three on on the album once you get past that because mm-hmm. I've, do- I've done that before like i want to skip this song to get to the next one because i'm hyper fixated on it why have i been skipping this song for six months <laughs> the song slaps <laughs> so next is uh this song's called distraction I don't think it's a great follow-up to Alkaline. It's not a bad song, but, like, after Alkaline, this is, like, a little bit too much of a cool-down that you kind of don't want, and especially whenever you hear the next song, Dissenting, you're just like, yeah, we should have put Dissenting after. Like, it's pretty, it's great, but, like, to me, this sounds like an end-of-the-album kind of song. I might be misthinking about it, but like that first verse kind of sounded to me like like John Legend. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah. Though I just realized these lyrics are just like every ADHD person in this <laughs> chorus. 
I am broken into fractions, and oh, I am driven in, uh, driven to distraction. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I'm surrounded by ADHD people, so, like, I might have ADHD. Honestly, I wouldn't surprise me just, like, based off of, like, everyone we know. I'm just like, yeah, I have that. Yeah, I have that. But, like, <laughs> I'm not diagnosed. Um, but I, I, I know that the, the, the chorus lyrics very well. <laughs> And again, it's another great love song. Again, I think I would like this song a lot more if it wasn't after Alkaline. I just think Alkaline shines so bright that like it completely like blinds you to how good this song could possibly be because you're just like Alkaline has like that that driving like the way it ends is just so great and like this song is just like okay, yeah, it's sweet. And something I also have noticed is the way that Vessel writes his lyrics. He doesn't write a lot of lyrics, but, but like they're impactful lyrics. Yeah, the like the songs are almost kind of like lyrically punk because it's just like a very few, very sparse lyrics and just kind of repeating the same thing over and over again. But like like you said, they're very impactful. Like one of those things where like people don't people who don't speak a lot, but when they speak, they say something like really profound. The the adage of uh, wise men speak whenever they have something to say, fools speak as they have to. Yes, I couldn't think of like the the turn of phrase for that. I try to live my life like that. To be honest, <laughs> honest with you. Especially if I'm in a situation where I, I'm not familiar with everybody. I'm just like, I don't need to contribute something to this conversation. I do not need to be the guy that's always speaking. It's fine. If I have something I need, I want to contribute, I will. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes like I, I have a problem shutting up. I guess it just depends on the context and what we're talking about. Music is one of those things that I can talk forever about, hence why here we are. <laughs> so I do have a, a little bit of a, like, maybe theory of maybe why they put this after Alkaline. Because mm -hmm. uh, to me, this kind of sounds like doubt. Oh, okay. So, like, alkaline could be like, you know, I have, I, I got, I finally got like what I wanted, did when it, what I've been hoping for, and then like maybe this one is like, oh, like maybe it's not what I thought it was, or oh, I have it now, or like maybe I'm gonna mess it up, but like some some kind of like doubt after the fact is like as I was reading those lyrics that I was. I was thinking that. No, that's actually really valid. I also forget that, like, the end of uh, a lot of the songs are just, they're, I, I usually dig the end of the song a lot more than I like the beginning of the song. I, again, it reminds me a lot of Deftones, or at least, like, gore era of Deftones. I don't know if you've stuck with Deftones long enough. So, okay, gore, all the indie fuckers love gore. 
They love that album. <laughs> All the indie fuckers. They do. Like they, they really do. Um, I I am of the era of you know around the fur, self titled, um, white pony, but Gore. I and I've heard so many people that like they're they're into like indie like kind of indie music or just like very weird shit. They really like Gore. Literally every goddamn song on Gore is a slow chorus. Kind of screaming, uh, no, slow verse, kind of screaming chorus, slow verse, kind of screaming, and then the end. Like, literally every goddamn song on Gore. <laughs> and, like, Deftones were, like, my favorite band in high school. Like, I, I love Deftones. Uh, Minerva is one of the most beautiful songs. I will probably do self-titled at some point. Um, but, like, Gore, mm, no. But, like... Th- th- this really very much like reminds me of like kind of the Deftones se- uh, yeah, sentence structure, musical structure a bit. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like it so much. But I- I- I've-, I've thought long and hard since whenever I was like, I'm doing this on the podcast. So, <laughs> so this next song is, f- is it's-, it's fucking badass. Like that's just, it's-, it's just, there's no other way to describe it. This is called Dissenting. Dissenting as in going down, not like challenging someone with with words. <laughs> this is one of their few songs that does not wait to get badass. <laughs> I can hear a lot of Deftones in this. Yeah. I don't know Deftones all that well, but I can... I don't know if it's just because you were talking about them, but... No, there's some Deftones influence in this. This is definitely like White Pony era Deftones. This song has a lot of bass. You can't really hear it right now, but oh boy, if you have it like in a speaker, it will shake your t- your desk. Almost like a hip hop sort of beat, but mm-hmm. like also still very heavy. Uh huh. This to me sounds more like a breakup song, though. Yeah, it definitely does sound like a breakup song, which could kind of go back into like what I was saying before about mm-hmm. the last song being like doubt creeping in.
I like that. I figured you were like that. Yeah, that, that lyric is amazing. It is my love withers and chokes in perfect awe. Always good to see someone use awe in the proper uh, instead of like as we use awesome. I use it the, improperly all the time too, but it's good to see someone using the traditional term of awe. Yeah, it is a very underused word. It is. Yeah, it, the chorus is very much like a breakup because like the lyrics are "You come crawling back to me, but I'm already underground." We all know that talk is cheap, so come on and see me now. Uh, and you wonder uh, what I believe, but uh, but you don't want to be around. Like that is that 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 sums up a breakup. Like it's a very specific breakup, but it I I have experienced similar similar situations. Yeah, I, I, I really like the, the beginning of that, the you come crawling back to me, but I'm already underground, and we all know that talk is cheap. Like, I, I, really, I really resonate with those words. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I... I Musically, I do think this should have came after Alkaline, but you bring up a really good point with the lyrics, and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm 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 more okay with distraction now. Now that you said that, <laughs> so happy to help put a different different spin on it. I do see like what you mean that 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 song was like more impactful than um the last one, distraction, distraction, um, but. Like, just like I said, basing it on, like, the progression of the story, I kind of get it. Yeah, which then that also kind of makes sense with, like, the title of the uh, album, which is, like, this place will be your, will become your tomb. It kind of, that kind of sums up some, like, bad relationships. Like, it it kind of (laughs) seems, Chelsea's giving a look, everybody. Um, (laughs) I don't, what are you talking about? I know nothing about that. Nothing at all. Because it, it, like, it, it, it kind of goes through the whole thing where it seems like, you know, like Atlantic is about, like, um, about uh, addiction, and everything, where, like, the one lyric is, like, I awake with all eyes frozen on me, hovering around me like frozen planets, uh, uh, like the vacuum I am, or something. Like, that's the variation of the lyric. I, I, that is not verbatim the lyric. But, um, but, like, as it goes along, like, you know, like, maybe even, like, going in from, like, Atlantic to mine. Like, it's, like, him going through recovery, like, him, him, Atlantic's, like, him going through recovery, and then, like, hypnotized, he finds, he finds that girl, and now we're just kind of slowly going into the descent of, like, this is not working, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, I don't know how I feel about this. (laughs) Yeah, I, I can also kind of get that, like, oh, I wanted, I've wanted this so bad for so long, oh, it's not everything that I hyped it up in my brain to be. Like you like kind of put this person on a pedestal from like afar and you realize that they're not that person at all. And I think a lot of times in relationships, we end up doing that. Yeah. Not me, of course. (laughs) I never do that. You can't even say with a straight face. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I wanted to make sure the listeners knew that that was actually supposed to be sarcastic. (laughs) <laughs> so um i have no idea how to properly pronounce this next uh telomeres 
Um, I'm not, I, I I could be completely wrong, so please excuse me. Um, so now we're into the part of the album which I don't like as much. I like it, but in comparison to the rest of this album, it it doesn't shine as bright. It's pretty. The lyrics are still good. We'll still enjoy ourselves, but it's just we're, there's not another alkali coming. That's it does, all. It doesn't slap as hard. Yeah. <laughs> Like these, this first verse is very pretty. Uh, you guide me in to safety and silence. Uh, as you breathe me out, I drink you in. Very pretty. Sometimes I also forget how much of a meal Vessel makes out of some of these lyrics. <laughs> I got through that entire verse <laughs> before he finished it. <laughs> This song is very Deftonesy. Like this is very much like, like self-titled era Deftones, which a lot of people hate. Self-titled Deftones, including Deftones. Like this is so fucking Deftones. Like, this is such a Deftone sound. I don't mean that, like, I don't mean that in, like, the shitty internet way where it's just, like, they're just copying. It's, like, everything's derivative of everything. But, like, this, this is very much, like, the later half of Self-Titled by Deftones. like already like anticipating the bridge coming up because I want to <laughs> the lyrics look pretty that was worth the wait <laughs> this is a very very chill song yeah Kind of gives me like coming together as like real people vibes. How so? Like, like you had that person like on a pedestal, mm. and then you see like the cracks in that. But like when you find out, like seeing like the real person, you're like, oh, okay, so maybe this is all right still. Kind of thing. If you get what I'm throwing down. No, I got you.
This is also very 70s inspired. I just realized like this guitar solo is pretty 70s. Yeah, I can see that. It's just, it's really impressive to me just how many things they take from that you wouldn't think would work, but do. Mm -hmm. Like, like when, you know, when you were reading off the genres and, and whatnot, and like, who would have thought that like, you know, a 70s guitar riff would have sounded <laughs> great with ambient metal. Yeah. <laughs> with R&B, like spacing, toning, whatever, like whatever that musical term is. But yeah, it it were it works so well and it's so clever. It it like it, like like I said before, very very innovative. And I like I like that and especially in new bands cuz sometimes it can it seems like it can be hard to be innovative when like everything's been done already. Mhm. Mm so I'm always very impressed when people can make something new. And this is very much something new. Like like I said earlier, it's like it's it's impossible to like describe this band to people. <laughs> like you just really have to listen, especially this album, you just really have to listen to it. It they do kind of remind me. I think I think this may have been uh if this was like the band you showed me briefly, I think off 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 mic but i was just like huh this actually kind of reminds me of a band i listened to when i was in high school that was fonts oh never mind yeah that was fonts that, that's juliana's favorite band oh what was the name of that band that you love drug okay yeah okay because i told jules about that and i'm like and i don't remember the band that she said because <laughs> whenever i told her like oh this reminds chelsea of uh, another band she's like what so she wanted, <laughs> she wanted to, to, to listen to the other band and i was like ah i don't think that Juliana would like love drug. It's kind of like uh, indie pop punk, sort of. Uh, not, well, re yeah. not, not really. I'm really bad at genres for anybody that likes love drug and is going to be mad at me for calling them indie pop punk. But they're definitely indie. Um, but I'd, I'd, they were one of the bands I listened to when I was an emo kid. So some, aside from My Chemical Romance, I just assumed that any, nothing, any other <laughs> band other than that from that era of my music days, Juliana might not like. But th this kind of gives me like a little bit of love, love drug vibes, but like darker and more melodic and heavier and better musicianship <laughs> not not that they're not good musicians but this is just like so well done and so well orchestrated so uh we're second got two more songs uh well one more song after this one so this one's called high water and i was i never really like, yeah okay this is the song i know this one's a little bit more upbeat than the last one that that lyric that lyric is very much a mood. For the time being, I, I will still avoid my own questions. Oh boy, I feel that one. <laughs> right now.
That those lyrics, yeah. I I was yeah I was like I don't even know what to say about those. I love them, but <laughs> if, if you didn't catch them, uh, you are still a perfect reminder of what all the these scars on my arms are for. If I can hold myself together, yeah. Basking in the solace of regret, I that is a mood that's like all millennials <laughs> Ooh, when the mouth of infinity buries its teeth in me I'll smile through the agony for you Love hurts. <laughs> Love hurts. Okay, that whole verse is just not fair. <laughs> it's just like, that's just cruel. <laughs> so the verse, this, actually, this is the first time I've really read the lyrics to this song. Um, so the, the verse is, whenever, uh, when the mouth of eternity uh, buries its teeth in me, I'll smile, I'll smile through the agony for you. And I know you still bear the weight of your own existence, and you'll never bear the weight of two. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> that is... That is... That is deep. <laughs> and I do not appreciate being called out like that. <laughs> Chelsea felt called out. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how called out, whether like me or someone else, but like... Very, very clever. Very... Claps. <laughs> This kind of goes with the story that we were we were thinking about because like uh, we were theorizing because the the bridge is for the time being I will admit my uh, my defeat again I will accept that I can't pretend that we will ever be together which oof I've felt that I felt that several times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just noticed one of the lyrics was, and it seems my hell is your high water. That's also pretty fucking deep, too. <laughs> and just the breakdown of I can't hold myself together. If you can't hear, he's, he's like kind of low end screaming that. Not repeatedly, but that, that's how he's delivering it. Again, with the gothy atmosphere. Kind of sounds a little like our intro music. It <laughs> just, does. Just, just a little bit, obviously. It like <laughs> it just does like the drums and stuff, and with the synths reminds me a little of our intro music. Which I wouldn't be surprised if 
you got a little inspiration since you did make the the intro music. I did. If it was, it was completely subconscious. <laughs> so I, I could believe that. <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering, I did not credit myself in the music. I credited, credited myself as Israel Asa Constantine, which are all of my religious names of through both religions I was in. So... <laughs> Sorry if you didn't want credit for the intro music. I just didn't want my name constantly on it over and over again, so that's the oh, reason why I did that. It that's was just fair. Yeah. Uh, just just for like in like purposes of comparing that song to our intro music. Like I can I can see the uh subconscious inspiration. There we go. <laughs> It's like it was right there. I <laughs> fucking hate that feeling so much. I'm just glad I was able to like think of the word I was look- looking for for once. So now we've come to the end. This is the last song. It's called Missing Limbs. I, I mentioned it earlier. I think you're going to really like this song because this is very like aughts emo like <laughs> kind of like acoustic sort of thing going on here so i feel like you might you might hit a bit of a nostalgia quake for something that wasn't from that era but inspired by i'm i'm here for it That lyric of I'd give you I'd give anything to borrow your indifference. Ooh. That's really good. That's a that's a little like less like good unrequited love line right there yeah. though. Yeah. That's, that's that's been the only one that was like Ugh. I don't I don't dislike it, but I can see like the little bit of like a uh, oh boy. Yeah, the uh, the lyric is and uh, my polite advances won't last for long. The uh, eager apprehension is wearing off. Yeah, that that does get give a little just a little bit of a. Uh, are nice guys yeah so just a little bit yeah just a little bit but he gets he gets a pass for just one I do know that feeling. I I spent most of my early 20s with unrequited love uh, so <laughs> that chorus is uh, like the the 
that that was a nostalgia quake for me because like the the the, the second chorus is because it still makes my run uh, my blood run cold to remember what I did before the stories of what you never told to me it still makes my run uh, my blood run thin to remember what you are to him and I live uh, like I ha- got missing limbs uh, for you yeah yeah that. <laughs> I really do love that last one. And I live like I've got missing limbs for you. Like what a way to end an album. Like this is the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a pretty, it's a pretty br- badass ending. To yeah. An album. I'm going to do the whole outro. There we go. But yeah. So that, that's, that, that is, uh, this place will become your tomb, which uh, now that like, we've really like dove into the lyrics and everything. I'm like, yeah, this is about like, this whole album's like unrequited love and like longing for someone that like has no interest in you, unfortunately. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I feel like, I feel like we've, we've all been there and it is very relatable to a lot but it it is so beautifully done like to to talk about unrequited love and not sound creepy and to not get like just like just a slight twinge of cringe sorry i had to um (laughs) towards the end on the last song and it was just like two lines like it it was really really well done and like a really good way of you know putting into words about normal human f- feelings and emotions without being like a 2005 pop punk song. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love 2005 pop punk songs, but being 30 years old now and not 15... I can, I can, I can see it. I can you, see the problems. <laughs> yeah, you look back at those lyrics. You're like, ooh, ooh, okay, ooh, yeah. Like, uh, I always think of uh, Armor for Sleep's "Car Underwater," where like whenever you first listen to that, you're like, yeah, and then you listen back, you're like, uh, this is a little much. <laughs> yeah, or is it is it taking back Sunday with my last dying breath? I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt. Mm-hmm. Is that Taking Back Sunday? I have pretty, no idea. I'm pretty sure it's Taking Back Sunday, but yeah, so yeah, definitely none of that in here. <laughs> very subtle, very poetic, and um, I don't know. I really like his voice. It drives me insane that it <laughs> it sounds so familiar that I can't place it. Like. I don't know that much of his, like, music otherwise, but, like, I keep wanting to say, like, John Legend vibes. Like, he sounds kind of like John Legend. Yeah. He does, like, he does deliver everything in a very R&B style, but, like, the music surrounding it is not necessarily R&B. There are some R&B songs on there. Like, like that is pretty R&B. Like, that's pretty much, like, because, like, 90s R&B was just pretty much songs about fucking like that's that's pretty much what it was uh i always thought of i can't remember the comedian who said it but he described uh r&b as five black guys with their shirts off just saying girl you so fine just over <laughs> and-, <laughs> and i'm just like oh he's not wrong but um but it's a uh, the lyrics are just 
fucking fantastic. Like I, I st- like I, I know we're like several songs away from it, but like Alkaline, just I can't get enough of that song. I listen to it so much, and like Love You Want is, uh, is just I love that song so goddamn much. <laughs> yeah, I really, really like that. I, I, I thought initially, like when you told me the name of the band, I thought that maybe I had one of their songs liked on Spotify. Um, and it was, it was not sleep token. It was, uh, day seeker that was, oh. that I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, definitely. I've never heard of them before. And ever since you said about this, uh, episode, I've been getting ads for their upcoming show, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not mad about. I would totally see them live. But it would be a very different show than I would that I'm with like what I'm used to at this point. Mm-hmm. But I bet I bet he's great live or they're great live. And mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like backup singers and everyone's in masks, so you have no idea who anyone is. And like, yeah, it, it's it, it's an experience. And as, as you know, Coating Cambria being my favorite band, it's not terribly surprising that I'm really into these guys, <laughs> or at least I'm really into this album. I can't really like the other stuff that I've listened to from them is like I just didn't connect with it as much as I connect with this album. But like this album, as uh, Juliana would say, slaps. It does. It does slap. I really, really like that, and I'm going to listen to it more. <laughs> I, it might not be, I mean, it currently, I mean, I'm kind of like on the end, end tail end of like my hyperfixation, um, recent, my hyperfixation, so this might be in my current rotation. Especially like what, especially like once I have like a chance to like listen to it like by myself in my head, like with my headphones on, that's mm-hmm. like what I'm like really gonna like connect to it. But whoa, those lyrics, man. So was there anyone, I'm just curious, it, since this is the first time you've heard it, like was there anything that like you were just like, fuh? <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of those. I there, there were so many of them that I can't really like go back and pinpoint them but they were definitely like lyrics based uh that that ending line you know really got me and the the line about um like reminding myself what all these scars on my arms are for and i i can or can't hold myself together can't can't yeah yeah there was just yeah there's a lot of lyrics on that album that like really struck home but in like such a such a poetic way that i i don't think i could have ever written something so pretty and profound yeah but, there, oh, i'm sorry oh but but also like shortened to the sweet short short sweet and to the point mm-hmm. yeah the, this has um what i i refer to as the uh the professional fuck you <laughs> which is um the f- like it's an admiration sort of thing where like someone does something so good you just and if you're also like a creative type you just you just go oh fuck you dude like really <laughs> really why do you have to be so talented why i was like because it's like it's one of those things that like especially whenever it's like they're so in front of you like the, a lot of times that will happen with me where it's just like why didn't i think of it it's like it's so fucking simple and like sleep token at least this album like so simple 
Like like I said earlier, like the they're lyrically they're they're very much like a punk structure sort of thing where it's like there's very sparse words, but like you said, they they give an impact whenever they the the ones that are there. Like it's 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 exactly what like they teach you whenever you're writing. It's like just write what you need. Don't like over overwrite. Like one, me personally, one of the things I I tend to do, and I do this when I'm speaking, and I catch myself, and I'm just like you fucking idiot. Where I'll say like, also this is really cool too. So I start it. I start also, and then I end it with two, where it's like, that's that's redundant. Like, one of those things that I just constantly want to try to, like, edit myself, and he edits everything, like, so perfectly. Yeah, it was, it, it's, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it does, in fact, slap. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I, I was, you know, not expecting um, that at all. Uh I actually. What were you expecting? Like, I was expecting like a. I was expecting, um, at least by like the the name of the album, a little bit more of a rah rah, kind of thing, like I I I and then like after like listening to like the first couple songs, I was even still like you know expecting like a a raw like more more screams towards the end like it like throughout the album and i know there was some like peppered in but it like it really wasn't missing those at all it just i guess just knowing you <laughs> and, and also like the name of and the name of the album too i was just just like expecting rar the entire yeah yeah i don't really listen to like the entire time anymore like I had a phase where I did that, but like I need I need balance. I need like a little bit of a little bit of everything in there because that's one of the reasons why like I love Lamb of God, but like I there's really like one out Lamb of, like Ashes of the Wake is the only one where I'm like I'll pop that on. I've still to this day one of my goals is to an evangelistic Christian. I <laughs> want to find a copy of Sacrament without the parental advisory sticker on it and just be like this changed my life. <laughs> Because if you don't know anything, it looks like a Christian album. <laughs> well, I mean, I did see, like, this past Easter, there was that meme going around that mm-hmm. someone took the Lamb of God logo and photoshopped it onto, like, a, a prayer thing. And everyone was like, bah! <laughs> yeah, they, they use it for their Easter pageant. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's Sleep Token. Uh, that is the newest music that I will be contributing this season. I can tell you that much right now. Um, m- looking at all of my um, uh, all the stuff that I have up, uh, it, it is, uh, it, it's going to be um, a little bit more nostalgia-focused for me. Uh, but the, there's going to be some feels. I, I got some feels for you on a couple of the albums, so... Good. I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> the first one got way deeper than I expected it to be. I mean, to be fair, but, this one got pretty deep too. Not, not, yeah. not, not to the extent where we we learned about trauma, but uh, <laughs> we kind of learned about like my my fixation with apparently unrequited love in my early 2000s. I mean, to be fair, both of the unrequited loves that sounds weird to conjugate it that way. Uh, I did end up dating both of those women, but. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing it. <laughs> it's not. It's not a not a great idea. It's it's uh, it's a lot of heartache and a lot of nights looking at the ceiling, going, "What the fuck are you doing?" Uh, so. Relatable, <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure I'm not the only one uh-huh. that can relate to that. I have to say, like, even. 
because like uh, I didn't really like my first serious girlfriend wasn't until after high school. I have to say, thank God the internet wasn't really a thing then, because I don't know what my dumb brain would have done in that situation. I feel like I would have done like the internet equivalent of like fucking uh, um, John Cusack from Say Anything with the fucking boombox or something. If I would have just like, because uh, again, like you said, you know, under your cynicism, you're a hopeless romantic. I am also a hopeless romantic, so I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. And like, young me did not understand that that is a movie. It does not translate to real life. In real life, women. Women find that very off-putting. Yes, we do. Please do not do that. Yeah, do, do not do that. Luckily, I found that. I figured that out without having to do it. And by the time I was like 23, so like I dodged a bullet. But God knows what would have happened if I had like the internet as it is right now at my disposal. TikToks. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. And I, I, don't, I don't know how active you were on MySpace, but fairly sa- active. Sad, sad MySpace bulletins. I didn't post a lot of those. I posted a lot of music. That was a lot of what I did on on MySpace. So I, I discovered a lot of one of the bands we'll be listening to this season. I discovered on, well, no, they discovered me on uh, MySpace. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being a teenager was bad. It was like, real bad. Sorry, all y'all going through that right now yeah if you're a teenager right now it fucking must fucking suck like i i miss being a teenager but i miss like the uh lack of responsibility aspect of a teenager i don't really want any of the other shit like at all like if i could just like have like this mind and know all the responsibility of a teenager that'd be great that's what i want i would also like my body to bounce back faster from being hurt not just like in like mosh pits or whatever or sleeping wrong but also (laughs) the sign of tell me you're 30 without telling you you're 30 (laughs) my neck has been hurting for three days because i slept on it wrong even though i have a 200 hundred dollar pillow cube pillow to make it not hurt anymore and it still does but uh also like the the not taking two days to recover from a hangover that was pretty cool (laughs) not not getting hangovers at all also really rad <laughs> i still retain that Jealous. i yeah I, I still i do i still do not have uh i i've had i've had one hangover in my life and it was the dumbest fucking thing ever i had one cider with dinner and i was hung over the next day it took me five hours five six hours to realize what it was and i was like you're fucking kidding me i'm hung over i had one cider how the fuck am i hung over yeah, that's that's really weird. Cider, cider also. The, uh, cider gives me a hangover sometimes, but I wouldn't think that just one would do it with food. Yeah, with food, that's so weird. Man, being thirty sucks. It does, but it's also good at the same time too, because like that's one of the things I like realize. It's like oh, like we don't have to deal with drama because most of us are not dumb enough to get into drama for the most part. <laughs> Very fair. Very fair. So, Chelsea. All right. What um, do we have next week? Um, next week, I believe we are doing uh, American Idiot by Green Day. That is going to be a nostalgia quake and a half. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I, now that I am 30, am not afraid to say that I fucking love that album. And I don't give a shit anymore. I love it. And it's. It, I think it's going to be really fun to talk about because I really like the story that they created for it. And I still I still love that story so much. 
That's going to be another low-key Nick is old pot uh, episode. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I assume American Idiot is how you were introduced to Green Day? No, okay. no, it wasn't. Okay. I, I, it was when I, like, you know, really, really got into them. Okay. But, like, no, I knew, like, I knew, like, Basket Case and Dookie and, like, all that stuff. My mom wouldn't let me listen to it. <laughs> But she did let me listen to American Idiot. <laughs> she actually even took me to see them. We were at that same show. With My Chemical Romance? Yep. Yep. I was at that show. Yeah. We were <laughs> I know that because Courtney was also at that show. That 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 was what uh what uh, the 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 coheed Avenged Sevenfold show was supposed to be, I suppose. <laughs> it Granted, it, it was a much bigger venue. So if you were to scream, "I want to fuck you, Billy Joe," I probably would not have heard you. But I mean, I think I probably did scream that with all of my tiny middle school <laughs> school friends. It was a it, it was definitely a group effort that time. Okay, because we were very much still in middle school. Like I think that was like eighth grade, if that. Uh, Sorry, Nick. that was my freshman year of college. <laughs> <laughs> Again, five years is not that much, but you know, this is the situation where it is. Uh, well, well, uh, if you want to follow us on the the, the the social media, there's the word, goth nerd, the letter N, uh, goth and nerd, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook, there's the one, yeah. It's the only two that we use. Yeah. We're not, we're not doing Twitter. No. So. <laughs> no, I don't even know how to use Twitter. I'm old. <laughs> it's fair. It's not really worth learning how to use, but... <laughs> All right, and that has been the episode this week. And we are, uh, I am Chelsea Andrews. I am Nick Casino. And we are here to remind you that there's no wrong way to enjoy music. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Modern Mythos Network.